iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Hey, this is Cara DiGuardi. And this is Jason Derulo. And this is our iTunes Celebrity, Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Podcast. That was good. We were in rhythm there. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, I'll start it. Um, my first song, I think it's appropriate that my first song should be the first song I've ever, I've ever performed. And it's actually been by Michael Jackson. I remember performing for the first time and being just terribly nervous backstage and my palms were sweaty and I just did not want to go on. And I told the guy that was next to me, I'm not going out there. Did you see how many people are out there? I'm not going out there. And he literally lift me up and put me on the stage. And uh, I was so nervous. But when I started singing, I was okay. So this one is Ben by Michael Jackson. start off with Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac because I think the first time I saw Stevie Nicks I thought that was the most badass rock chick she was just so free and spirited and I was kind of pent up and living in a very you know conservative place and and kind of brought up to be not really think outside the box and I remember just seeing her and think thinking that was the coolest woman the coolest visual the clothes she wore and her voice and it was so connected and so spiritual and she made me think maybe there was a life outside of show tunes <laughs> and there was music that was different and just really opened me up to kind of rock music So for my next song, I chose One More Time by Daft Punk. I just think this song is is just such a happy song. You know, when this song comes on, you know, it just makes you want to move. It makes you want to smile. And it just has this element of intense waiting. Like you, like you wait for the beat to drop. And when that beat dr- just drops on you, it's just like, I just want to tear this club up. You know, and it's one of my favorites. It's called One More Time by Daft Punk. Well, you're going to talk about a real upbeat song, and now I'm going to like depress everybody. <laughs> my next song is Rainy Days and Mondays by The Carpenters. Uh, oh my God, can you get any more sad? Yeah, but a goodie. It was, I just always loved Karen Carpenter's voice. You know, she had this, you could just feel her soul and her vocals, and she had a certain sadness, but it was bittersweet. And I remember Sundays were always a really tough day for me growing up. I always felt very sad on Sundays. And for some reason I, I don't know I would play the song over and over even though it's rainy days and Mondays but why, why it, did you feel sad on Sundays I don't know what it was I think maybe the weekends I was able to kind of do my own thing and mm-hmm. school was so disciplined and, and I was creative and I wasn't really going to a creative school and I felt kind of locked in 
to a curriculum that don't, right. didn't always inspire me. And hearing her voice, I just could relate to her emotion and her feelings. And, and even rainy days, I always felt melancholy. And I sometimes miss that because living in California, we don't have a lot, a lot of rainy days. Mm-hmm. So even when you're feeling sort of melancholy, it's always sunny, which is weird for a creative person because sometimes you want that stormy weather yeah. or the snow or something that is kind of aligned with your feelings. And here right. it's always sunny, always you know, beautiful. And there are just days I wake up and I go, man, I wish it was rainy. I just want to stay in bed. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Like as, as, um, as artists, I think, you know, we just crave emotion, what, whatever emotion it is, we just crave it. Like, like I love a movie that could just, you know, bring me to a tear. I mean, I just, I just like that. I don't, I don't know what it is, but like, I just love heightened emotion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think, and I can totally relate to that. Cause I think I picked a lot of boyfriends based on the drama that they would bring in into the relationship because mm-hmm. it was something I could write about right. a lot of the songs I pulled from that you know yeah, sort of the ups and the, downs the baddest guy so I could make some hits <laughs> no well not like that I didn't, I didn't seek them out you know yeah. it was just sort of it would happen and it was a lot to write about you know you yeah. had stuff to write about you'd go into the studio and you'd be angry or you'd be sad or you know and it was well you know what you say yes. cheater <laughs> 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 you weren't the cheater, though. <laughs> no, it was your brother. brother. Bad, bad brother. Before. No need to talk it out. We know what it's all about. Hanging around. Nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. So I come from a musical theater background. Um, the reason I love musical theater so much is because I got to sing, dance, and act at the same time. All three things that I'm, you know, really, really in love with. Um, my favorite musical is, is called Ragtime, and it was actually the first musical that I performed in. And um, there was a song called Wolves of a Dream, and the song just connected to me so, so much. You know, it was just talking about how, you know, the ball is finally getting like getting rolling and I I just you know longed for that feeling you know so much I I just wanted things to just get rolling you know so that's what it was about rolling on the wheels of a dream Um, and this one is from Ragtime but I love that you're a musical theater cat because that's all I heard growing up it was getting to know you uh, Doris Day, Pillow Talk I mean that's that's what was going on in my house we were constantly going to the theater and when the rock music would come on, or I'd be trying to play something that was, you know, not as soothing to my parents, they'd be screaming, shut that thing off, shut that. <laughs> so my world was really, the music you know, there. from there. I mean, I, yeah. I, God, I don't know how many times I saw Annie. I don't know how many times I saw Phantom of the Opera. I don't oh, know how many times amazing. Annie Get Your Gun. Um, where, where did you see, like, mo- the York. movies? Or no, did well, you actually go to the shows? The shows. Wow. See, I didn't. I didn't get any of that growing up. Like, I, I, I like did musicals like in school, but like I didn't like get to see them until I was like, like seventeen, eighteen. So I wasn't even exposed to that yet. Well, you were living in where Miami. Uh huh. Okay, so New York. It's I lived in New York. Exactly. And, you know, my grandmother. That was the thing she would do with her bridge club. Like every Tuesday, they'd go down and see the shows, and then she'd be like, "Oh, you've got to see this." And then all my whole family would go in and see it. And yeah. I think it's when you live close to New York City, it's something you do growing up. Yeah. And 
for me, that kind of music, similar to church music, it's um, there's a structure to it, which actually helped me, I think, sometimes in pop writing, yeah. because it's so ultra-melodic. It's so structured. And you probably got yes. a lot of that Absolute, in your writing. Absolutely. You know, um, the, the descriptive nature of it as well. You know, I mean, you can actually see everything, because you have to explain the storyline in song. You know, so I'm definitely someone who's gotten a lot of tools from so what would be like the musical theater version of riding solo (laughs) how would you sing that (laughs) i'm riding solo i'm putting on my shades to cover up my eyes i'm jumping my ride i'm heading out tonight i'm solo you're solo Oh my God, that's awesome. You have to do a whole Jason Derulo night. How would you do what you say? What you say? (laughs) That you only meant well. What you say? (laughs) Oh my God, that is awesome. You know what's crazy? Like like when I when I sing pop music, my voice is so much higher. But like when I when I sing like musical theater, I have like this big dark, dark like baritone. It's it's really weird. So, you, but you know, you're versatile. You can do a lot of things. Yeah, thank I you. I don't know if I'd be running out to buy the musical <laughs> theater version of what you say. I Why think not? I just, it's so classic. I don't know. I just got really kind of scared right now <laughs> there. But um, but you're still really I cute. Was so, so okay, <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I love it. Where is um? Who's the what, what's his name? That? What's that guy who did Phantom of the? You know the. Where's what's Come on, Andrew Lloyd Webber when you need him. Ah. Where is he? <laughs> He's got some fire in his soul. We'll see justice, Sarah, and plenty of men who will stand up and give us our due. Oh, Sarah, it's more than promises. Sarah, it must be true. A country that lets a man like me. Since we're going with the show tunes and that whole thing, uh-huh. Fly Me to the Moon, oh. Frank Sinatra. Should I give you a version of that too? Yeah, go. <laughs> no, Let's no, no, hear no, no. it. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. My grandfather used to sing that song all the time. Really? And I, well, I have, I'm Italian on both sides. Uh-huh. So Frank Sinatra was a big thing on Sundays. It okay. was church, meal, Frank Sinatra playing all over the house. Wow. And it just reminds me so much of my grandparents. Everybody would just break into song. And he's mm-hmm. one of the best. I think his phrasing is the best. Yes. Just impeccable. And he's just got that swagger and he's so cool. And that song just makes you want to dance. And mm-hmm. it was the opposite of the kind of melancholy feeling on a Sunday. Right. It was that, that feeling came more towards the evening when I knew I was gonna have to go to school in the morning. Uh-huh. This was when all my grandparents were here and we put the song on and it's a lot of dancing. And you know, you have that in, in an Italian family growing up. That's amazing. It's, it's, you know, the sauce, the pasta. My mother wasn't cooking it, my grandparents were. My mother was never a very good cook. She no. didn't, she Can wasn't. Can you in, cook her? Uh, yeah, no, I took that from my mother. <laughs> Not very good. I can heat up a mad Rayo's sauce, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Rayo's from, from New York. It's be- the best. Well, we share that trade, I can't cook it. You can't thing. cook, like, but you I, see, you're hot. hot you're going to get a girl who can cook for you. Uh, that's what I need. Like, and if I, my girl can't cook, we're just going to both be, like, starving all the time. See, we were starving in my house with my husband because... I cook. wouldn't cook. And then he had to learn how to cook because literally we were dying. <laughs> when he moved into my house, we had champagne and gray poupon. 
that was it. I was like a bat. I was like a bachelorette. Oh my! I mean, goodness. I literally and like a celery Ate, that all had, the time. W- w- the celery that had gone bad, and maybe like a <laughs> you know disgusting orange that was, and literally that was it. You know, that's what's in my place right now. You know, it it kind of sucks, but like like I still go and open my refrigerator to just see what's inside there, and I know there's nothing in there, but I still go to check it out. It's it's pretty sad. I need I need somebody in my life. I have a great gift for you then. Okay. We should fill up your, for your next birthday, we should buy, we should fill up your entire refrigerator of food. So when you come home from being on the road, you uh-huh. open up your refrigerator and it's like every amazing thing you want to eat. Wouldn't that, that would be, be a great that present? Would, that would be such a great present. And, you know, and what's, because cra- what's crazy is like, I like food so much, but I wouldn't know what to get at the grocery store. Like I mm. wouldn't even know what to buy. I'm always looking at those people looking at the ingredients too, going, oh, no, no, I don't want to see what I eat. No, <laughs> man, I already know it's bad news. <laughs> you know? Fly me to the moon. Fly me to the moon. I just love that swing. Oh, he swings Woo! it so. Mm-hmm. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see. What spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand Um Prince was one of my, my biggest influences as well as um you know Madonna and Elvis and Michael Jackson. Uh this song I think is just just really timeless. Um When Doves Cry oh. No way! That's on my list too. Really? Oh, so, let me so, hear your reason for why you like it. I I, th- I just think it's one of those timeless songs. I think when Doves Cry could come out right now and still be a smash, and not a lot of songs are, are like that. But it's just such a timeless song, you know, and and it and it means so much. You know? I completely agree. I always say that about Prince. Uh-huh. Every single song, you know, his big hits, they could come out today, and I still believe. They would be hits. I'm a huge Prince fan. Maybe I'm just too demanding. Maybe I'm just like my father. Too bold. Maybe I'm just like my mother. She's never satisfied. Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like when doves cry. I gotta say, Living for the City, Stevie Wonder. I don't know how you make such an infectious up track and put a message over it like he did. I think that is such a rare combination for songs. Yeah. That you're kind of grooving and you're up, but the meaning is so profound. Right. It's very difficult to write a song like that where you've got both things going on. And I think you really achieved that in that song and he just paints this picture I mean I can see the fire hydrant in the city and it's just I'm in awe of that talent and it's something that I mean I always struggle with as a songwriter is you know you've got a happy track and I'm always putting happy lyrics on it like I wouldn't even think to put something that was kind Mm -hmm. of deep into it because it has to be that incredible combination of just an amazing song and an amazing vocal that's very believable right um, it, it is a skill. hard thing to do. It, it's I, skill. Yeah. To put something that is, you know, so profound on something that people want to dance to is kind of right. I think, you know, like Ribbon in the Sky is like, is, 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 uh, is a meaningful song, but it, it doesn't have that, that same, you know, dance, dance feel to it. And I think, you know, records like that, 
you know, are, are a little more easy to, you know. It's so true. It's like he tricks you into thinking. Yeah. Because he gives you this sort of groove where you're like, ah, boys born in downtown. Whoa, whoa, did I just say a boy is born in downtown Mississippi? Hold on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and by the time you're done with the song, you're like, oh, my God, that's what that song's about. Yeah. It's a, it's a statement. His sister's like, but she is shown the pretty. Her skirt is short, but Lord, her legs are sturdy. To walk to school, she's got to get up So for my next song, um, I decided to uh, put, you know, the person who actually got me into music. Um, Michael Jackson is the sole reason I started singing and dancing in the first place. Uh, when I saw him for the first time, I was five years old and I saw him performing live and I told my mom, I want to be just like him. <laughs> and I never looked back since then. Uh, this song is, is called Man in the Mirror. And I think this song is one of the most bri most brilliantly written songs ever. Um, you know, because it, it it means so much. I mean, to change the world, if you want to change the world, you have to begin with yourself. You know, everyone is always playing the blame game, you know, pointing the finger. You know, who else is, is, is doing something wrong? But no one ever looks in the mirror and, and tells themselves, you know, I need to, I need to shape up. You know, um, and, and everything, you know, starts with yourself. You know, you, you lead by example. So this song is called Man in the Mirror by what the Man. You, what would you change about yourself? I wouldn't change anything. I think I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. No, uh, I would change. I never thought about that. God, I have so many things I would change about myself. What would you change about yourself? See, I it's not be, as easy I can as be very impatient and moody at times. Impatient. I get ah, impatient. I'm really impatient too. <laughs> I, I hate that I get impatient. Um, and I think it's probably because my life is, is so fast moving. Right. And then I always feel bad when I'm short with someone or I don't give them the time to explain what they want to. It's sometimes right. I'll, I'll speak for them because I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking, but I want, I want to get the conversation done with or, you know, I'm impatient. And it, yeah. I think it's part of when you're in a fast paced career yeah you see if you just tell me your flaws i can just tell you oh, that's wrong with me too yeah all right so i'll give them i'll give them to y'all no that that would take up that'd be a whole other itunes thing that'd be itunes shrink podcast and we don't have time for that uh, i'm such that an would impatient be a three hour person thing <laughs> right i'm impatient and i and i have i have a short temper as well you do you've I never do. yelled at me no i i I, uh, I think that'd be kind of fun, actually. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people like they don't know, but like, like I'm I'm really nice guy. But if you just just you know that that tick, if you just hit that tick, you know I just get really 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 upset. Really? Oh, yeah. now I'm gonna try to do that. Think about how I can do that before the end of the celebrity <laughs> playlist podcast. Playlist yeah. podcast. So this one is "Man in the Mirror" by the man Michael Jackson. May you rest in peace. <laughs>
Well, like I said before, I kind of had a limited uh, music collection growing up. It was sort of controlled, I'd say, by my parents. And it was Frank Sinatra or Doris Day or Tony Orlando, <laughs> all of these sort of older type artists that my parents were, were into. And, and I really listened. Were, were they musical at all? I want to say they, they listened to a lot of Top 40 growing up, and so did I. And mm -hmm. if I wasn't listening to songs like Dion and the Belmonts or, or their favorite things in the oldies but goodies station, we were listening to show tunes and um, those type of songs. So when I graduated from college and decided I wanted to be in music, I hooked up with this band in Austin, which was about 40 minutes from where I lived, and they were all like stoners. And they were all into, you know, Led Zeppelin and, and all these cool groups that really, in my house, you didn't hear a lot. Right. Just because my parents thought it was like loud rock music. And I was the girl chick singer, and of course, you know, I knew Mariah Carey more than I knew anything else. You know, what was it? <laughs> at the time it was Vision of Love, and so I went up there, and they gave me the repertoire, and on there were songs I had never heard of, and one of them was The Wait. I know it's so embarrassing that I'd never heard it, but I, it was The Wait by the band, and I just fell in love with it, and we used to sing it in coffee houses. They really opened up my my musical taste and for that I am indebted there were a lot of songs on there that I, I didn't know yeah you you have like like such such a like like sultry like like soulful um voice and that's um, a soulful song if you were to listen to it I mean mm -hmm. it can really be done in a soulful way and I and I it's funny you say soul for me soul is just all about emotion mm -hmm. It's and I had a lot of stuff trapped inside me that wanted to come out. So, but you also got to like know how to riff, and you riff really, really well. <laughs> Not like you. <laughs> oh, come on. Kind of white girl riffing, but <laughs> once in a while I pull it off. White girl <laughs> it's like white girl riffing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit like forced, but no, it's not at all. you know, I try. I, I would rather listen to somebody who's not technically perfect but has emotion. Right. Cause that's I mean that's that's what you want to hear. You want to hear emotion because you want to be, you want to be forced into emotion as well. You want to feel what that person is feeling. Mm -hmm. you, either you want to feel it or you want to feel sorry for that person or you want to feel you know uh, happy for that person. Mm -hmm. You know you you want to feel emotion. Or you want to feel something that you didn't even think you were feeling. I mean, right. That's what music can do to you. So my mom is a huge Madonna fan, and I just adopted that trait naturally, um, because she she's amazing. And you know when you're you know so exposed to something, you, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> but Madonna is just just an amazing artist. She's been able to reinvent herself time and time again, and um, you know few people have come even close to to you know what she's done for the world. Uh, this particular song is called Frozen, and I think it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliantly written song, and I think the video was, was really abstract as well, with the crows and uh, the desert. It was really dark, and uh, I was really into it. And I think this is also one of those songs that um, is timeless and could play even today. You only see what your eyes want. 
think of this next song I think of all my girlfriends in that scene from Greece when they're all in the bedroom and Sandra Day's in the bathroom and all the other ones are outside talking but yet they're having like a pajama party and the song is You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall and Oates mm. so it's just got that like crazy happy party feel and we're all having a sleepover and I have really bad hair and so do all my <laughs> friends and we're wearing like pinstripe jeans because I was born like a million years ago and it's just all wrong and all right at the same time I I love those images of all of those songs you know during that period in high school and just thinking like what fools we were and how cool we thought we were we thought we were so cool and we were ridiculous <laughs> absolutely ridiculous we're like the type of girls that songs would come on and we'd make a big scene because we wanted guys to kind of see us and all the guys were like oh god they're so whack you know? <laughs> but that that's one of my songs that when I put that on you know to date it just brings me back to that time when I was like carefree and kind of you know, young and didn't have to worry so much about, you know, work or that. It was just those years of being a teenager when you could just wise off. And so that's where that brings me. So for my next song, this one is called Queen of Hearts. It's actually the bonus track to my album, but you know, happens to be one of my favorites. Which I'm upset about that it's the bonus track. Yeah. I just love this song. It's your fault, not just mine. No, it's not my <laughs> fault. I wanted it on the record. I, I think it's great. I just love the whole, the line. Give me the line that I love. Uh, used to be the king of clubs, but now I need my queen, queen of, of hearts. hearts. Yeah. You know, this, this song is... Uh, it has a feeling that I I've felt you know a lot of a lot of days lots of times you know I want to you know be that person that can settle down and and, and just be with one girl um, instead yeah. of the ten you're with now <laughs> <laughs> ten no, <it's> fine. <laughs> uh, yeah so like I mean I you know everybody wants to love somebody and. I am 20 years old and, you know, I, I do have a good time, but, you know, the part of me wants to, you know, be loved by one person. I definitely think one person's going to love you. You think There's so? no way that's not going to happen. <laughs> one person's definitely going to love you. Problem is there may be more than one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll take all the love, not this one. <laughs> this entire world, I love that song. I really do. I love that. That's one of my favorites. I think you're gonna love this next song for sure. I'm sure you love this song. Imagine by John Lennon. Ah, yes, I do love that song. It's just such a powerful lyric, and so many people have performed the song and and kind of done their take on it. It's a song that everyone can bring their emotion to because I think at the end of the day we all want a peaceful world. 
And we live in trying times just like John Lennon did when he wrote the song. And that's a truly timeless song. We will always have an application for this song. I mean, there will always be a need to hear this song, I think, for the rest of our lives and for our kids and their kids. And he just put it in a way that is is magical and accessible and universal and, and sort of his vocal. It just all comes together and it's the perfect wish for the world. Imagine all the like I should close with this record um this is another one by Michael Jackson uh God rest his soul this one is called Dirty Diana and this song you know was always always one of my favorite songs um because the emotion in this song was just unparalleled I don't think I've ever heard a song with with so much emotion um and you know I can relate so much to this song now you know you can't really tell if somebody wants you for you when when you've um you know reached a certain point um and you have those girls who just want you because of of who you are and what you do so um i can relate to this song so so much now um but it's always been one of my favorites and i think the 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 phrasing was incredible i think you know the guitar line was perfect i think um every lyric just you know just you know it hits home you know for me at least um and i think this is this has got to be my favorite michael jackson song this is dirty diamond I'm going to close with, I'm going to put three songs out there because I'm going to group them all into a vocal category. And because I, I, I wanted to be an artist and that didn't kind of happen in the way I envisioned it to be, I've always been someone who's really impressed by someone's vocal ability. Ain't No Sunshine, What a Fool Believe. So Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers, What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers, and Lights by Journey. Some of my favorite vocals Ever. Bill Withers, Michael McDonald, and Steve Perry. I mean, you cannot speak about music without kind of, well, at least I can't. I mean, you can, but I can't speak about music without bringing those three vocalists and those vocals on those particular songs to light because they are just amazing and they floor me every time I listen. And I think, how can you sound like that? You know, whether it was Bill Withers and just the the vulnerability. And I don't know if you know this, but in the I know, I know, I know, I know, he put that in just to hold the space and kind of create the melody. And he could never fill the lyric. So he left it. Can you imagine taking that and going, I know that there is a place to go in the it's I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. know." He never changed it. He left it. It's incredible. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away 
Jason Derulo. And I'm Cara Diaguardi. Well, thanks for listening. And Jason, thanks for hanging out today. Oh, my this pleasure. This was really fun. Yes, it was fun. I got fun. to see a different side of you. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see you on tonight. You get to perform tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jason. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go back to my uh, room and do my warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This was our Celebrity Playlist Podcast. iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast.